What's up, guys? Welcome to episode number thirty-six of Indian Markets with KR, a podcast where I talk about every single thing related to the Indian markets, and you know, trading and investing in general. And again, a quick friendly reminder: I do have an Instagram account. I'm going to be posting a lot, lot, lot more there. In fact, uh, just today, today morning, I had posted something about risk reward ratio, and tomorrow there is going to be something even more. Uh, about a different topic, of course. So yeah, I mean, you to do tune in, and uh, let's get started with this one. Uh, oh, also, I forgot to add, this episode is gonna be a little bit special because I've got something very interesting in store for you. So if you do listen to it segment by segment, it's most probably going to be at the very end. So. Do check that segment out at least. It's gonna be great, uh, and yeah, it's a, it's something new. Uh, it's gonna be a new segment now, so every single episode is gonna have that hopefully. And uh, do let me know what you feel. And again, segments are uh, you know all all of my podcasts now the new ones anyway are uh, segregated into these segments, so you can just listen to whichever segment you want, and that that works best for everyone. So yeah, you know. Let's get started. All right, guys. Let's get started with the Nifty analysis, and it was down seventy-eight point seven five points, closing at eleven thousand two hundred thirty-four point five five, and uh, fifteen advances, thirty-five declines, zero unchanged. Uh, yesterday, I had mentioned that while in general I feel that it's a positive, uh, you know, thing for Nifty, we may see some profit booking happening. You know tomorrow, so we actually did see uh, quite possibly that profit booking happening, but I feel that you know a seventy-eight point uh, move was just not was not just due to profit booking. I feel that in general, you know, a few other factors might have come into the picture. Uh, so I feel that somewhat you know partially could have been profit booking seventy-eight point fall. Uh, quite possibly some other reasons also. uh now you know as far as the ad ad ratio is concerned you know the advances and declines considering that most of uh, most of the companies did decline 70% actually uh you know it's it's sort of fair that it fell that much i mean you know when pretty much all of your underlying uh, stocks are falling then you can't really expect um any index to hold its ground what's more is that you know ftse the global markets basically they opened negative uh if i remember correct so that was definitely not reassuring either and uh while this is somewhat related to bank nifty you know the the finance minister was here in mumbai she was here actually for some i'm assuming it was a maharashtra election event but uh, you know apparently she was going to give an address to the print media publications also so that might have just uh possibly affected the market a bit and that's why we actually saw that fall now coming to the technical indicators uh, if you ask me uh we're seeing some very clear 200 mm uh, you know resistance especially on the 10 minute chart so right now I'm analyzing the intraday chart only so 10 minutes and that 200 day, day moving average was a very strong resistance almost throughout the day uh it did close uh, above it but today it opened with a gap down so it was just below that 200 day moving average 
and that's actually what we saw now if I actually do a real quick fib retracement and I'm a bit slow today because I am not using my regular uh, device so I'm using another laptop and it does not have my software on it so I'm sort of struggling I'm using charting by the way that's actually what I use uh, it's it's free it, it works decently so if you're if you don't have a software do check it out it's great again just just a recommendation not not really uh, endorsed endorsing it or anything but uh, yeah so once i actually draw that quick fib retracement we can see that support at that 50 percent fib level 11208 was pretty strong as was the resistance at 78.6 percent level at 11274 and you know yesterday's high actually not yesterday's high day before yesterday's highs were today's resistances also as it seems uh well not really just below that high was a support for today not a resistance so that's actually what we saw on the intraday again nothing too spectacular in my opinion uh if i'm being completely honest i do not think that this really dictates the longer term trend and by longer term i mean you know a few weeks i i honestly don't think that it's actually a matter for concern uh such smaller up and downs are very normal especially after a move and you know while today was a weekly expiry uh we did not see that big of a move and that's understandable yesterday was almost a 200 point move if i remember correctly so you know you can't expect big big moves happening uh, consecutively unless it's 20th and 23rd September then it's a different story but that does not happen every single day so that's fine that's not something that should really concern you and now let's move on to the daily chart uh, unfortunately I can't I'm not that well equipped today either so I can't refer back to my notes either because all I have is this laptop and I'm just looking at it live and telling you guys what I feel not even I haven't even haven't taken any notes this time unfortunately uh, so once I actually do a fib retracement on the daily chart also I can see yesterday's close was just below the 61.8% level at roughly 11,310 and from there it took resistance now though it's at the 20 MA is it it's at the 20 moving average so it's got support from that and overall you know it's not too bad in my opinion uh, I feel that we may just see a positive move tomorrow purely because uh, you know just where it's at you know in terms of the candlestick pattern in terms of uh, where it's at in you know in general uh, the trend I feel that we might just see a positive move tomorrow if not positive at least a flatter thing now generally what happens is that after a flat uh, Thursday after a flat weekly expiry we see a bigger move happening on Friday and this has been something that's happening since the past three or four weeks at least so there is a possibility that we see a bigger move tomorrow than we saw today so i would definitely not rule it out now if you ask me where the market will go tomorrow because ultimately that's what you know that's what uh that's that's the big answer that's the million dollar question so i feel that if this support holds up then we should see a positive move uh how positive you know approximately 70 to 100 points possibly if it's positive if it's not then you know we've seen that 50 40 point uh, flattish move range bound move happening so that may just happen also uh 
and uh, we haven't really seen a lot of uh, spinning tops or, or a lot of uh, flat almost flat closes so something tells me that tomorrow might just be flat and uh, I mean again this is purely because we haven't really seen those patterns yet and we did see them last week we did see them the, la- the the week before that so we haven't seen those possibly that indecisiveness element has not go has not uh, has not really settled in into these uh, just this week so that's probably why we're seeing that and uh, i feel that there there is a chance that tomorrow might be an indecisive day again because of this move because of the 78 point fall after the 200 point increase and because of all the results are, that are going to be coming in uh, and I'll, I'll do a separate segment on the results also on my my opinion on the results anyway so in this very episode do not worry and yeah that was pretty much it for nifty's daily and uh, hmm, I, I honestly don't think it's a negative uh, it's a negative move yet uh, sure it did close down but if you look at the chart pattern now uh, if you look at 50MA, which is at 11,086, we can see that it bounced back up yesterday and from there it's just sort of testing those levels again. Now, if we are to see a reversal, I feel that uh, a reversal in the general trend that is, you know, not not just uh, today's move, we should ideally see a close above 11,330. So that means, you know, roughly uh, a hundred or so point move, or at least we should see that 11,330 high is what I feel. That is quite possibly the bare minimum that I would uh, look for if I want to see a positive move happening tomorrow, like a, a truly positive move happening tomorrow. So that's what I'd see. And this seems possible again because of that 50MA, res- uh, 50MA support, because we've seen that happening in the past. In fact, if we just look at I'll help you with the date right here, if I can find the date myself. Uh, around 20th June is when it was at. If you look at that uh, sort of period, you can see that I jumped up from 50MA, went back down, went back down again for another day, then jumped back up, then jumped back up another day. And then, you know, it just it, it played that up-down, up-down game until it actually fell down from that 11,980 level. So, uh, I don't think that it will reach 11,980, obviously, in, in, you know, in the coming few days, because that's just too big, of a, too big of a leap, unless something like 20th September happens. But, you know, this is still a possibility, as I said, you know, that up-down movement, but generally speaking, positive. So, if you're, uh, you know, taking a swing position, I would not rule out a bullish uh, move, but if you're taking an intraday position, I'd say that, you know, wait for tomorrow to actually see what's happening and then take a trade based on that. And yeah, that is pretty much it for Nifty. Let's jump to Bank Nifty now. Alright, so coming to Bank Nifty now, uh, down 772 points, crazy fall for Bank Nifty. And again, it's a 1 is to 10 ratio between Nifty and Bank Nifty. That sort of difference is still, still, still evident. Uh, Generally, again, the ratio was between 1 is to 3, 1 is to 4. Now it is 1 is to 10. And the reason for that, literally every single bank was down today. The advances to declines ratio is 0 is to 12, which basically means that all, all 12. Wait, 
what's happening god no wait it's okay so this is just glitched out on me uh but no problem i'll get it back yeah so it, it's showing me the ad ratio ad ratio to be 0 to 12 and uh yeah i mean that that's that's pretty self explanatory so part of it i feel was because of uh the finance minister's um you know arrival in mumbai i could see when if you're actually seeing the prices today you could have seen that you know there was a lot of sort of uh you know uncertainty till more on that fm uh, fm's visit was announced so once once they actually found out that she's meeting with that pmc bank protesters once they once they actually found out that yeah this all of this is happening once the global markets were uh once the global markets opened it, it actually felt a bit more decisive uh decisively negative but still decisive before that it was in two minds after that very clear atma resistance uh and that was pretty much it i mean nothing really different compared to nifty when we look at the daily chart uh we see something uh almost similar i wouldn't say very similar to nifty uh because this time it's 200 ma resistance for bank nifty which actually caused it to fall back down on the daily chart again and right now its main support is one of the price levels that it was at 27700 and the other support was obviously that psychological level closing at 28013 so when you're closing just above 28000 you have to have to have to consider that there was some amount of uh you know what do you say there was some amount of uh, psychological support happening that's probably why we saw that uh, figure <clears throat> another thing is that if you look at the chart patterns uh more specifically on uh, 7th october you'll see that it was a smaller bear candle it was almost a spinning top and from there we saw a big positive move um and you know after that we saw negative moves so i feel in general uh because of that uh you know spinning top ish candle unless it actually hits 27690 unless it actually hits that 27700 mark again uh i feel that it's pretty much sorted we might just see a positive move tomorrow or we might see a flattish move tomorrow is what i feel is what my reading is based on the charts and based on the general trend again this also um, a lot of it actually depends on the underlying stocks even for nifty if the underlying stocks are not performing well then pretty much nothing can save it so yeah, i mean th- that's that that's always going to happen you have to you can't not consider the underlying stocks in such scenarios especially with results being all around so tcs's result was today it was pretty underwhelming it was still you know there was a growth but uh, literally every single estimate that i'd read uh, pegged the pats at several times higher than what what it was the growth rates at least so i saw growth rates ranging from 5 to 8% year on year it was actually around 2% year on year so definitely not uh, reassuring uh, now the main question is whether that uh, thing was actually priced in or not if it was actually priced in then we should not see ideally a bigger movement tomorrow in general with all of the result stocks uh if it was not priced in then you know then we might just see a negative day 
and uh, again bank nifty uh, same thing you know i believe it was indusind bank's result also i'm not too sure so do not quote me on that please uh, but you know with all of the results happening with all the quarterly results this is something that we will be seeing and uh, again the underlying stocks will carry a lot of weight in my opinion uh, when you're talking about where the index where the index moves so yeah i mean that's pretty much it for bank nifty also now let's move on to the days losers gainers and also um, you know what I, what more of my opinions on the results all right so nifty 50s gainers and i'll run through them real 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 quick because this episode is going to be a slightly longer one i feel it's already at 40 minutes probably pushing 40 minutes already so i do not want to take much of your time and the day's top gainer was bharti airtel again we talked about this yesterday it is it's at that trend line level and uh, i believe the important uh, resistance was 378 so i'll just check if i can what uh, what today's high was the close was at 375 so just 3 rupees away from that uh, from that resistance level the high was 385 so that's great uh, looks quite promising almost uh, breaks that trend line if i remember correctly again this is all by memory uh, so it, it might be a bit uh, you know plus minus here and there but you know just, just it's just for this one day i promise uh the next gainer is grassim 695 3.67% up uh i i did not have any strong opinions about grassim if i remember correctly i believe earlier this week or last week i had said that it might be interesting it might be an interesting pick but after that it did fall down a lot so uh nothing much on that now reliance uh 2.67% up 1360 and uh that's pretty much it i mean i, I can't i can't open reliance's chart either so that's going to have to do unfortunately the next one hindustan unilever 1980 up 1.64% i feel it's going to test that 2000 level soon now especially since it's just 20 points away that's what barely 0.1% if my mental maths is right if it's not right then you know honestly it's that's expected because my maths is quite shit but uh, yeah it's it's probably going to retest that 2000 level and uh, it's probably going to see if it's comfortable there if it's not comfortable there i do think that there might be a little bit of resistance uh unless there's a ton of momentum in which case it might just blaze through that 2000 level as if it was nothing so there's that hcl tech next one 1064 closing up 1.23% and if i remember correctly we did talk about this yesterday i did mention that it looks interesting on the chart might just go up and uh, it did so uh, you know great you know technical an- analysis worked again i guess so that's pretty much it for the gainers now for the losers indusind bank top loser minus 6.04% the next one yes bank i believe again i believe indusind bank had its result i'm not too sure please do not quote me on that uh, the reason why i'm saying i think is because i i do remember reading an article or something that that mentioned uh, tcs and uh, tcs and indusind bank results so there's that the next ga- next loser being yes bank closing at 40.90 down 5.43% again does not really affect me too much if i'm being completely honest because uh it it 
you know these smaller fluctuations might continue happening but in general i feel that yes bank is a pretty decent stock undervalued extremely undervalued right now so uh, again if you are you know interested in actually testing out your uh, you know testing out the markets basically then it's cheap enough where you can actually pick up two or three and not really care about it in fact you could pick up 10 and it would cost uh, almost as much as a coffee nowadays so that's yes bank now the low for the day was if i can just find it 40.15 so that uh, 40 support level worked tremendously here and uh, i'm curious if it actually works tomorrow as well because if it does not then uh, pretty much most of the gains that it made after that almost 20% 25% increase um will be sort of eroded so yes bank going to look at it gale uh, 127.3 down 3.63% uh, i do not re- i do not really remember having any opinion on gale the next one tata motors closing 116.80 down uh, what's down 3.39% tata motors again it's one uh, one stock that i'd actually recommend if you if you're into it stay in it for the long haul unless it actually tanks in which case you have to exit if your stop loss gets hit uh but i would you know i i wouldn't really look at the intraday movements that much rather than just the general trend uh so it looks all right i mean tata motors again it's more uh on you know how it moves in the long run and how it moves when it actually matters so i feel the big movers for tata motors is actually when uh the global the international sales figures are announced so when we've seen china sales increasing when we've seen us sales increasing we've seen massive massive uh rallies and sprints for tata motors but when we see uh you know india sales declining we haven't really seen that much of a big uh down move i remember if i remember correctly it was two or three weeks back when jlr's us sales were up 5% Uh, or you know some international jlr sales were up 5% and indian sales were actually down down by a massive i believe it was a 60% or some double digit number and tata motors was positive that day so honestly it just goes to show just how important that uh, jlr uh, you know part is for tata motors and just how important the international figures are so that's my opinion on tata motors the next one vedanta limited I'd mentioned that they've been uh, reducing their dividend uh, growth rate and generally dividend growth rate reductions are not exactly a positive sign because then this is somewhat of a fundamental thing because it shows that your company's value as such is falling so the intrinsic value of that stock is probably falling because of the, these falling dividend growth rates and it's just one of the models it's basically using one of the dividend growth rate models when you actually come down to that calculation so that's vedanta limited the low being 140.50 so i believe that 140 psychological support level still acted on vedanta as well and yeah that is pretty much it for the losers now i'll i'll just give you a few words on the results and then we can proceed to the super exciting new section and new segment so now my opinion on these result days is that uh unless this move has actually been priced in so i'm talking i'm going to be talking about tcs mainly here because that's actually one of the positions that i'm holding and uh 
if you haven't seen the markets nowadays if you haven't seen tcs nowadays that position is down because the tcs is down that's pretty much it and uh, you know if you ask me what uh, what i was expecting with these results i did not really have any expectations if i'm being honest i feel that you know considering that uh, tcs has held that 2000 level pretty decently i was of the opinion that it it might be uh average but i i was definitely not expecting a big move either way so i was not expecting a massive increase i was not expecting a massive fall i was expecting it to be a pretty average reason because it did not really go anywhere uh also tcs did announce that dividend along with uh, their results so how dividends will actually work is that from what i've seen dividends actually decrease the share price by a bit and especially with futures because there's this concept called convenience yield and convenience yield actually means that you know while uh, those who actually own the stock get that 45 rupee dividend those who own the future will not get that 45 rupee dividend so people the people who actually own the future they are at a loss so basically that's how this works and accordingly the market forces adjust the prices so uh that's just one of the things that's one of the things that i learned back in college and uh i'm curious to see if that actually works or how well does it work in uh, in tomorrow's trading session because that's when we will actually find out how this result affected the share price the stock price how this result and how the dividend also affected the stock price whether it's actually able to sustain those 2000 levels or not and if you ask me about what i am expecting to happen tomorrow uh i'm not expecting anything a eh? just let's let's get that word usage proper because uh expectations again not really the best thing to have in a ma- in when you're doing stock markets especially the way i do them so what i think may happen or what i think might just happen is that uh it might correct by a bit possibly down to that 1978 1975 level and from there it might just take support and might recover partially if that does not happen then it's pretty much going down to 1950 1960 levels if i remember correctly possibly even further however if it actually goes up if it takes support uh, there is a chance that it goes up to that 2020 level that it was so comfortable today so that's my opinion on tcs again it might just do a bigger move tomorrow uh but i'm actually very curious to see how tcs moves so yeah i mean that's pretty much it and tomorrow's also enforces result at least enforces results I, i'm not really sure if the any other results are there tomorrow now enforces performed great today and uh enforces has generally been seeing some very decent news some positive news you know it's I believe it was regarded as one of the best companies for some of the other uh, reasons. So, uh, Infosys looks promising. Curious to see how Infosys results are and how actually the prices moves tomorrow. So, if it's going to be a positive result, we might actually see a positive move for Infosys also just pricing in that movement or pricing in that market expectation. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Now, uh, this is going to be the new segment that we'll be having. do let me know what you feel and uh i hope you liked it so far and uh yeah now 
the next segment is was recorded earlier so you might notice that i sound a bit different every the environment sounds a bit different everything might be a bit different so that's the reason for that if you are wondering and yeah you know let's 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 get started with the new one hello friends this is umesh and for those of you who may be surprised to hear my voice i am the father of kr now who is kr if you don't know we will you know get to know all about that from uh, this episode onwards so let's ask uh, you know kr you know about his background how he got interested into all this and let's hear from him from the horse's mouth about uh, what you know brings him to uh, this trading arena and how he got uh, motivated to start this podcasting and uh, i came to know that today he also posted a video on instagram so what makes him uh, do all this so kr who are you actually by the way so kr kr as we are kr are basically my initials if you do not know uh because i've seen that a lot of random people are watching this people that i don't know uh personally so my name is kronal rindani in case you are wondering in case you did not know and uh i just turned 21 i graduated bba finance from nmims earlier this year and uh i've been doing uh you know trading on and off since last year uh so you know this is just a bit of a background on me I've uh, been doing a bit of trading you know on and off last year uh started when I was bored uh in my internship I interned at Jet Airways Finance and uh before you ask no I was not the reason why the company tanked uh and I I used to trade on and off again during that internship because the office was damn boring and after that college started so my trading stopped and then once i graduated once college was done once the exams were over um you know i started getting into it again and you know slowly slowly my father actually encouraged me uh, to actually record everything i analyze to record whatever i you know i'm going to trade what all of my trade bases and all that so and i know is actually your second question but i'll still continue okay that's fine <laughs> so uh basically you know how i actually got into podcasting is because i got tired super super tired of writing and i've mentioned this in my episodes also earlier i used to write articles based on my analysis based on nifty and bank nifty's movements and uh, you know one little sort of thing about me is that i i used to or rather i still do content writing and what what actually happened was that during the daytime uh, you know actually while the markets were going on sometimes i used to do alt tab and then start writing uh you know working on my assignments and once uh, you know the markets were over i used to write the article so it just became a lot of writing and i got damn bored of that it was super irritating because i just ended up you know um playing you know playing 
games with the keyboard and just doing all that and that got super boring so i was like hey you know why not just do podcast because uh i i did find recording audio a lot more easier and a lot more simpler and just much more uh, convenient all around so i was like hey you know making podcasts in 2019 2019 is super easy you just need to download one app and then start recording so i was like hey why not just check that and so literally randomly one day i was like hey i'll just record an episode and that's why the name of the podcast is also just indian markets with kr i did not even bother to think about any fancy name just you know what am i talking about indian markets and since i'm the one who's presenting it kr so that's the story behind my podcast that's a little bit of how i actually got started and uh, how i'm actually interested in this why i'm actually interested in this is because you know last year or earlier last year it was like you know super boring all of this stock market stuff seemed like uh, you know super boring stuff to me it was all like hey you know why are you gambling when i used to actually tell my father so uh, you know that sort of shift happened when i actually tried doing it when i actually uh, saw some of my analyses working is when i actually realized that hey you know this is not gambling at all and uh, that's actually when i got that sort of interest in it also uh, people people shit on formal education a lot but i feel that uh, some of the classes and some of the courses that i had in my bba finance also helped me uh, develop that sort of interest for the financial markets that's uh, that's actually why i know uh, you know a fair bit of the theory side of things and you know rather than just the practical aspects so yeah that, that's how i got started and that's how the podcast came into the entire thing okay so that was quite a detailed reply uh, kr now you know we are going to do one thing from uh, today onwards uh, to the extent possible by the way if, uh, the listeners may find uh, that you know some disturbances some noises in the background that is because we are uh, recording this episode uh, while we are uh, driving home back home so please excuse uh, for any uh, you know audio disturbances that you may get but we are trying to optimize the time available on hand so back to uh, this episode from uh, here on i will be asking uh, at least a couple of questions every day to kr and we will hear from him uh, his viewpoints his thoughts related to trading and or related areas so the questions for the day krunal uh, number 1 is that i always see that you know people look at nifty spot and nifty future i myself look at nifty future by the way i am not to uh, fan of uh, nifty spot because nifty spot cannot be traded but nifty future can be traded so and i see that sometimes there are differences between the two uh, you know what you can say numbers so why are there differences between the two sometimes the difference is positive sometimes the difference is negative is it possible to make money out of that all right so 
the very first thing what do you need to understand what a future is and if you do not know what a future is it's basically i mean i know you know what a future is but if uh, you know the listeners do not know what a future is it's fine it's basically uh, the index that is it's like a tradable version of the index but it is it sort of dictates the value of the index um at a certain date so at the expiry date so you 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 might have heard me saying uh, today was a weekly expiry today was a monthly expiry so for futures it's always a monthly expiry which is the last thursday of the month and basically the future is like uh, it, it sort of uh, shows you or sort of it's, it's basically the market thinks the price of that index should be on that expiry date so that's basically what a future is and it is tradable unlike an index now the difference between the two is bas- is called basis and that's the technical term for it mm-hmm. and uh, <coughs> and it basically shows that what's the sort of difference between what the market expects the value of the index to be on that particular date to what it is right now so there are two types of basis negative basis positive basis which is basically what you said whether the difference is you know negative or positive so what the meaning of that is um you know does the market think that on expiry so for in this case it will be what uh, around 15 days from now so in f- 15 days from now what is the market expecting nifty to be is what uh, it means in rough terms and which is why you know and and the thing is you know again the future price will, will always uh, fluctuate also it's not like it'll stay the same so it keeps changing based on the spot price so basically it's like hey you know nifty is this much right now what do i think nifty will be like at the end of this month so that's sort of how future works and that's why there's a difference because if there's a positive difference then it's like saying that hey you know i expect nifty to be higher than what it is today at the end of this month if there's a negative difference it's like you saying i expect nifty to be to go down compared to today uh you know when the week ends when the month ends so that's the basis and when you you ask that can i actually make money from this and ultimately that's what matters we are not here to just look at charts for fun we are here to make money and uh, yeah i mean there are a few strategies which depend on basis there are actually some uh, very advanced strategies also uh, related to basis but right now i personally do not really use any of them and uh, you know it's it's like it really depends if you are at that stage in trading you can use them otherwise not really so there are ways you can make money using this basis thing but you know in my opinion there are better ways i'll i'll quite possibly do a more detailed video just on this uh you know how you can actually make money in basis probably but uh yeah i mean that's that's pretty much it as far as basis is concerned okay so i'll tell you the way i look at it you know if the future is selling at a premium to nifty spot then i see that the market is likely to go up if the future is selling at a discount then i believe that the market is likely to go down 
and similar thing is what i have observed for uh, stocks as well stock future and uh, stock spots uh, prices so as uh, you know kr said we will uh, hear his thoughts on how to trade these differences technically known as basis a question number 2 is that you know people there are every retail trader you know that i have interacted with they just want to make money by using fno leverage one of the fellows asked me that i want to when the market is bearish i want to start shorting and start making money so i asked him that what is your risk appetite and it appeared to me that as if i have spoken in french or german language and he said so sab wo to mujhe pata nahi aap kya bol rahe ho to i asked him that bhai aapko kaun sa stock short karna hai are you aware he said ha i will sell whatever is giving me more money to people are not aware it seems that there is something called every index and every stock the derivative of which has something called lot size so kr can you elaborate something you know a few lines on the lot size and what it is made up of on how we can make use of that in trading okay so derivatives all derivatives have a certain lot size and uh, the a sort of interesting way to look at lot sizes is uh, i've always said this thing if you've ever listened to me talk about this in a formal setting that stock markets are quite possibly the fanciest or rather the financial markets are quite possibly the fanciest vegetable market you will ever see and lot sizes here in a vegetable market are basically like coriander or dhania as we say now uh, you know you will never get a single leaf of dhania that guy will always give you a bunch of dhania and uh, it's called a judi i believe so that sort of bunch of coriander is if if you think about a bunch of stocks in that way that's that's like the lot size basically you can't get a derivative a single derivative so if you want one nifty you can't one nifty future you you can't get one nifty future you'll have to get 75 because that is the lot size so basically you can't get a single piece you will have to get uh, you know whatever the lot size is be it 75 for nifty be it 20 for bank nifty so that's basically lot size and it is also called as a built in leverage as such because you know if you if you were going to get 20 uh if you were going to get 1 rupees on one bank nifty with a lot size of 20 you'd basically get 20 rupees but obviously that that applies to the downside also so if you were to lose 1 rupee you'd also lose 20 rupees so that's basically what the lot sizes are and how they work okay right but how does one arrive at the lot size is there any uh, value uh, you know attached to this i think there is some value element also uh, for every contract 
इन डेरिवेटिव वैल्यू एलिमेंट माने इफ निफ्टी इज रूलिंग एट से इलेवन थाउजेंड टू हंड्रेड एंड और इलेवन थाउजेंड फॉर द सेक ऑफ सिंप्लिसिटी एंड द लॉट साइज इज सेवेंटी फाइव सो दैल्यू ऑफ द कॉन्ट्रैक्ट विल बी इलेवन थाउजेंड इंटू सेवेंटी फाइव अराउंड सेवन लैक यू नो सेवेंटी ऑड नंबर whereas bank nifty is uh, say 28000 and the lot size is 20 the value is 560000 so there is this variation uh, so from what i know and you can correct me if i'm wrong and this applies to the listeners also you can also correct me if my understanding is wrong that nifty uh, the nsc has fixed a value which is around between 5 to 7 and a half to or so per contract that every index or stock future or stock future should have and that value for example uh, hindustan unilever share price 1900 odd the lot size is 300 because 193 are 57 राइट सो फाइव लैक्स सेवेंटी थाउजेंड अर्लियर द लॉट साइज वॉज सिक्स हंड्रेड बट लेकिन वो बहुत ज्यादा हो जाता था जब आई थिंक द प्राइस वॉज अराउंड एटीन हंड्रेड और सो बिकॉज इट वॉज क्रॉसिंग टेन लैक एज वेल सो दैट्स हाउ आई थिंक द वैल्यू एंड द लॉट साइज रिलेशनशिप इज फॉर एग्जाम्पल लेट्स ए इन्फोसिस ट्रेडिंग अराउंड फॉर इज ऑफ एग्जाम्पल एट हंड्रेड Lot size twelve hundred, so contracts value is nine lakh sixty thousand. Then, which is the other one that comes to my mind? Britannia trading at around three thousand. Lot size two hundred, value six lakh. So this is the uh, value dependency for derivative contracts, as far as I know, isn't it? I wish I could correct you or at least confirm what you just said, but I have no clue. Ah, so now here is something that I have added value to your knowledge. Kiar, okay, folks. So this is the uh, end of uh, our first interactive episode, which will be attached to the uh, you know the longer version of the Indian markets with Kiar. Thank you very much, Kiar, and I will be back with some more questions. tomorrow i look forward to that Early okay bye bye happy trading and keep your stop loss in place thank you bye